This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going, guys? I'm out there <laughs> looking going. for my solar daddy, man. I got bills. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, how are things going? Good. Uh, I've been swamped, but good. I'm got spring break coming up this week, so for those that uh, don't know, I'm I'm a going to school right now so i also you know i'm an old man student and uh yeah but yeah spring break this week looking forward to it gotta catch up on doing my not school related work like editing some episodes of the video junkyard podcast so <laughs> i can finally get them out there I'm about DBA, four deep right I mean, now le- release dates so oh, good yeah. luck yeah <laughs> <laughs> this no, episode I mean, I came uh, out in actually december 2025 it's crazy yeah. <laughs> I think we have a couple where we're like, it's January. No, no, just it came out in forty six. Um, <laughs> getting closer yeah, to I the timeline of this film. <clears throat> I don't blame you though. Like you gotta you, again being back in the spring break thing, that's gotta be a little a little interesting. Yeah. You haven't it's had nice, a spring break actually. in a long time. Like, yeah. yeah. It's nice to like be like, Oh, everything that you're doing that's keeping you very like busy most of the time, you get to not do that for a week. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Except my kids are on spring break too, so it's not really a full break. Like yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway. I'm in the same boat. I I didn't even remember right away that it was spring break week uh, at the university because since I'm not teaching, I haven't really been paying attention to that. Um, <laughs> but the kids have spring break, so it's all coming back to me. So it's hard to getting any real work done. A little bit, right? Mostly, I've been um, catching up with a lot of comics. So yeah been reading a lot of back issues of Ghost Rider over the last year that I've been meaning to catch up on. Really good nice. story, too. Um, so I highly recommend that. And then I'm working my way through Swamp Thing and Venom and a bunch of other shit, too, that I've just been, like, stacking up and not getting through. So I'm, I'm uh, trying to I kinda settle miss, in. I kind of miss those days of following comics, like, in real time. Like, I still read some, but it's always in, like, trades and, like, yeah. you know, stuff that's been around for years at this point, but... Yeah. Well, it's uh, you assholes it's, are having a good time. I'm getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease over here. Uh, well, well, I got other things, but I can't talk about it. You could still like you know <laughs> take that. I got as... good things that I can't talk about yet. I yeah, that's yes, true. Yes, yes. That's true. I always talk about my bad things. Well, you could take that that <laughs> downtime and process and read some comics. Or I think I'm taking up with some rollerblading. You know, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, did we got, see any rollerblades in this? I think these were roller skates. No, Wait, no, no, no. The little kids got rollerblades. Roller you know, skates I'll, I'll admit, for the most part. But. I, I, in the '90s, late '90s, got really into roller hockey, which yeah. I thought was like, this is great. I can play it spring, summer, and fall. You know, ice hockey. I remember this because I played. Yeah, with you did. You like, oh, you, ice yeah. hockey. You got to wait till like you know, pond freezes over. You got to pay for ice time at a, at a rink and stuff. I never understood why people gave hate on roller hockey. 
I don't either. It was well. I didn't until today. <laughs> so they, I totally segue. I <laughs> totally get it now because we have. Yeah, and, and that's the movie we're going to be discussing tonight. Not why you should hate roller hockey, uh, but its other working title, which uh, is the 1986 American science fiction film Solar Babies. They drained the ponds and the streams, covered the lakes and even the oceans, so no water could evaporate into the air. They caused the drought so they can control our lives. You can't beat them. Protectorate visionaries eventually planned a totally altered Earth and even an altered solar system. Why not genetically alter humans to function perfectly in a perfectly restructured world? us here to be so afraid there has got to be a place to go from a distant star a powerful force will come to earth they call this force bodai where's the sphere they took it to the protectorate aqua bunker it's where they control the water jason they're gonna destroy it if we go we're not coming back we're gonna get bodai Unanimous. We go. Yeah, apparently this yeah. one also goes by Solar Warriors and Solar Fighters and Solar Plexes and um, Solar Which panels. are all better titles than the real one, by the yeah. way. But, um, I'm waiting for the Republicans to complain about this, too. But this would be like the one thing that I'm, uh, I am agree, I agree with them with. Yeah. This is the one solar thing that I don't care for. No. <laughs> so, um, second final film directed by Alan Johnson, who was more involved with some Broadway stuff like um, he was a choreographer for things like West Side He was also brought in as a replacement by the way but yeah so yeah Um, oh yeah this 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 production of this movie has a history apparently so including Mel Brooks apparently there's a great (laughs) podcast out there where Mel Brooks tells the whole story of this thing so oh really oh uh, cool yeah Uh, more interesting than the movie Stars Richard Jordan (laughs) Jamie Gertz Jason Patrick Lucas Haas Charles Durning Uh, so it's got some some great names in this. Uh, Peter so, DeLuise from 21 Jump Street is in this Yeah, as Peter well. DeLuise. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And, uh, oh, who was the other? Uh, Sarah Terrence Douglas. Mann. Terrence Mann. Yeah, Terrence Mann. Yep. From Critters. Uh, <laughs> trying to think if I can give... Uh, you know, we've been trying to... We've always tried to do, like, what's a, a simple synopsis of... Um, I'm sorry. Oh. How do you give a simple synopsis of this? Uh, Let me. See. I mean, the, the IMDb. Let's just go there for, for kid, basic. Kids on roller skates. In, in, in a, a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, Mad Max roller skates. 
In a post-apocalyptic future ruled by the military, a group of renegade teenage orphans find a legendary orb, Bodai, or Bodai, they keep changing it. Bodai. Bodai. Uh, they that, can't, the, the cast can't agree on how they say that name, by no, the way. It's, yeah. Uh, that can or suppose... the sphere of Longinus. Yeah, I loved that yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. one I actually enjoyed. And yeah. this legendary orb can supposedly bring back rain to the dried up earth because, yeah, it's post-apocalyptic and there's the, the water is... is Part, you know parsed out and stuff and so it's kind of like the road warrior for kids but with like roller skates for some reason that's uh essentially mm, what yeah. <laughs> plot wise is going on in this movie oh and there's a magical orb but oh god like they so <laughs> they, they they put a little slice of like uh like sorcery in, in a in a, a young adult sci-fi yeah it's not and this right film it starts in like a really weird way too like it starts with like a roller hockey game that doesn't really play into the like it seems to be very much centered around like there's a there's a plot device that's centered around this game that they're playing but we never actually get told what it is we never <laughs> like, see because it it's very again important either. and and yeah. like the main characters like the good guy warden and the bad guy warden like talk about the game and they're competitive about it but we never get it explained mm-hmm. to us what it is how they play it or why it's important so <laughs> Right. which is the theme throughout this entire yes thing. Yeah, not the roller derby coming up not explaining anything that yeah. is the theme of this film yeah yeah so it's you like got, it opens up with this weird narration is that actual charles durning narrating in the beginning i think so yeah i think it is yeah I it sounds it like his voice yeah and and it yeah it opens with them playing this it, the, the, wikipedia describes it as a, a hybrid of lacrosse and roller hockey which yeah. is fair it um, is. I mean, that's all it is. It's roller hockey with lacrosse nets. <laughs> but the, if they're tr- they're doing these like roller skating tricks that are supposed. I mean, look, they're better than I can do, but they're supposed to be impressive. But it's like just basic Tony Hawk shit. <laughs> you know, like ah, oh, they went up and down a ramp. Yeah. You know, it's like what um, can you do? Oh, you can do that. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, and are they supposed to be playing or not? Because well, they're supposed they get... to be playing. There's like official games, and there's like the 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 old court or whatever. I don't remember what they call it, but like it's it's out in the wilderness. And there's like I don't know. I I can't keep straight like what the yeah. hell's going on. It's in like most an movie, unregulated but... underground competition. Yeah, because the old guy Char- like... Charles Durning's character um, tells them when he talks to them like. Why didn't you guys just take him on in, like, the official arena? I don't remember the words he says, but, like, something along those lines. Like, why didn't you take him in an official game? Why do you go and play their game outside of the... And they're like, well, I don't know, basically. Because we were challenged, we had to show up kind of thing, but... Yeah, it starts I, off like a know. disney That's more. I just gave you more explanation than the movie does, and that wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, because, so. like, a good chunk of this, you're right, kind of feels like a weird Disney sports film from the 90s. Yeah, like kind of like and a. The weird thing is, it might have been thing. better if they went that route. Just kept of, going with the yeah, post-apocalyptic right. sports theme. Yeah, but then it, it's then something. They, yeah, they pretty much. They only do that enough, to, I guess, to show that they're a team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they call themselves the Solar, which Davis. is where the, the name comes from. Yeah. yeah, it's the only like reference to the the name is. So they call their team. Yeah, and they're orphans because. In the future, the Eco Protectorate, which is the mil- the paramilitary group that controls the world, or at least Mary, I don't know, the whole world. Yeah. Um, they pretty much like take kids from 
earth and then raise them and orphanages and get them to play roller hockey yeah, so for be, what purpose? So, we're not sure. I don't think I ever got a purpose of why they're taking all the kids and I raising guess, them in camps, but... I guess that's something maybe to do with their military pro- program. Again, yeah, movie doesn't actually like into explain much. Yeah, The police force slash military branch of... Which is voluntary, I guess, because they have a sign-up party of some sort at one point. A free skate. <laughs> this movie's so weird. <laughs> like, it just, like... It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so they're running from the bad guys. That's all. I, I was watching this with my son today, and the whole time mm-hmm. he's like, "So what's going?" On? I'm like, "I don't even know. Uh, are they yeah, bad guys?" Like, I go, "Yeah, don't I don't know which so... ones though. I, I don't know." Same yeah. thing with, uh, with definitely my, the one that's dressed partner. like a Nazi she... and sounds like a Nazi, but everyone else I'm not sure. It's a Nazi. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a Nazi yeah. on skate. It's a Nazi youth on skates, is what I kept referring to the one yeah. fucking douchey dude. Like, he even wore, later on in the film, like, what looks like Nazi youth stuff, uh, but with leather pants. I guess that's military issue in the future, is le- mm-hmm. tight leather pants. Uh, but yeah, I, my partner also came in right when I was watching this, and I think I was, like, had a half hour left on the damn thing. She had no idea what the fuck is going on, I'm like, yep, neither do I. Yeah, no, <laughs> join the club, I'm I know not this, sure either. I know what the setting is, I vaguely know the characters i couldn't tell you a plot to save my life yeah the, the, you know the, the, the general thing... plot that ends up being like the quest of the movie not that it's well set up or that it has a good explanation but at least that's coherent kind of they find the orb the orb gets taken away they follow the orb yeah. you know that kind they're of they're looking stuff. for their magic ball and she looked at right. me funny i'm like no i'm not being facetious i mean it that it really is what they're looking for mm-hmm. i have no other way to describe it yeah, yeah. it's a jesus ball <laughs> It's a miraculous it's, ball. It, it, it's it's an orb that Lucas Haas is in this. Mm-hmm. Remember him from things like Mars Attacks and Witness. God, I think he's fresh out of Wit- fresh out Witness. of Witness. That's yeah. what made him a kid star, right? That was his first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford movie. And, yeah, and he he's deaf, and then all of a sudden he finds this glowing orb in a cave, and now he can hear. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you guys know that he was a deaf character prior to that? Not really. Like it's not, not really. Well. I mean, it was, he can already hear again before they even bother telling you that he was deaf in the first place. But yeah, yeah, is, like he's pretty it's much a bit of a like, mess. Oh, I can hear again, and I'm just oh, you were deaf. <laughs> well, he's wearing yeah. headphones. The, this but, is this is what that happens been, when yeah. you, you're Mel Brooks and his board of directors at Brooks Films, and they pick up a movie based on a a ten minute like. I think what they nowadays would call a sizzle reel, like he put together a slideshow with photograph version of the, the movie, and instead of reading a screenplay, they literally like went ahead on like the spec script based on that slideshow, saying, oh, that looks cool. Uh, had they gotten a look at the script, I don't think this movie would have ever gotten into production in the first place, but anyway... He got himself into a mess and somehow got himself out of it. It's a it's a great story, and I'll let them tell that on the you know, more, much more professional podcast. Uh, what's it called? The uh, How Is This Made podcast, which I think I've heard before a couple times. But mm-hmm. yeah, Whew. yeah. Mel, um, did, Mel didn't want to be a guest with us tonight. We've uh, yeah, yeah. He already wasted his time and money on solar babies. And... <laughs> yeah. He's, he's busy turning out episodes. Because the same of, feel or some shit. <laughs> he's, he's, hey, he's busy turning out episodes of History of the World Part he 2. He is, yeah. On Hulu. He's got new stuff so, out, so. We and just I'll, plugged you, man. Some come, of it. Come on our show. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Plug it. Yeah. Um, 
So going back yeah, to this the, goddamn uh, movie. <laughs> going back to this goddamn movie. Um, floating orb that gives off ET vibes. Mm-hmm. Also, friends, also at the one, kid. it yeah. makes it rain inside the fu- in a fucking building at one point. But that's not and the... we mean literally makes it rain, not like you know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> ones that would have been more entertaining. I was going to explain uh, what you were doing for people that couldn't see, but I think people know what you were doing. So I think got the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. slides hands, money falls out. Um, yeah, but the weirdest part of it, I think, is when they were having like a bonding scene with the orb, like that hit them and the team. They just decided like, ooh, here's this magical orb that does these these wonderful things. First thing, I wonder if I can throw it with my lacrosse stick. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take the mag- magic fucking god orb and just throw it back and forth in a I, fucking cockpit. I like field. it when the orb decides to fuck with them by pretending it blows up into a bunch of pieces. And it's like, haha, no, actually, I'm fine. And, like, recollects itself. And Which, yeah, so. I, we're going to bring that back. Uh, I'm going to bring that back up again when, at, near the end of this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> the exploding well, orb thing. It will be yeah. brought back up. But is that Chekhov's exploding move. orb in this case? Is that how no. It, yeah. yeah like. <laughs> well, there's also during that. I think it's the same scene where they're all in a big circle playing with the orb, and it, of course, the one African American member of the Solar Baby Babies has yeah. to start rapping. Yes. Beatboxing. Like Rap, poor beatboxing, beatboxing and, and dances. dances. Yeah. yeah. Poorly. Breakdance. It, it like it's all of really cringy. Yeah, I, I'm sure the yeah. actor was overjoyed that he had to do all of that too. So, oh yeah, it's pretty much the only screen. That's pretty much a majority of his screen time. Like I, he does like a one-off comment every so often. Yeah, but the, that's he, the most. Unfortunately, that you see him. very much plays a token character yeah. here in this, uh, which is complete yeah. rabbit. Isn't all, all too common at this time. At this time period, but yeah, this is a, a bad example of that. So. Oh, a good example of a bad habit in film there you go yeah yeah yep oh it's so bad claude brooks that's his name by the way claude brooks yeah relation Mm -hmm. to mel i could remember rabbit but no (laughs) confidently i don't think so no no No. No. he was in bowfinger though okay oh yeah yeah Yeah. and i like that movie a lot (laughs) we should cover that i'd rather talk about that than solar baby we're done um, reviewing this. One anyway, we're yeah. <laughs> anyway, fuck it. you know what? You know what? Other, you know what? You know what's a good movie? Bowfinger. You know what's not? Solar Babies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's next? It, 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 so this is. Is this the first time we get Jamie Gertz and and Jason Patrick on screen together? Lost Boys was that this was that the same year or what year? Hang on. Eighty seven. So this was before. Hello, this is the first yeah. time they're on screen together. Okay. Yeah. And Lost yeah, Boys comes out the following year. Which is so much better. <laughs> yes. Um, Lost Boys may be very much of uh, still of its time, but it's uh, yeah, a much better movie than this is. Well, and I mentioned um, you know we were kind of rattling off the the cast before. And Terrence Mann, uh, again in this uh, another Broadway actor, but he you know we did we review Critters? I think we did. Yeah, did we did. do Critters? I think we did critters. We yeah, did. I think we did critters. Yeah. Early on, <laughs> it's getting to be like so, we've yeah. done two hundred. I wasn't even there, now. and I know you guys did it. I don't know how people like that. I listened to a couple podcasts that they're like in like six hundred episodes. Like, how do you remember anything like from your? They take notes. How are you not repeating movies by this point? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Which I almost but did. Like Ryan yeah. brought up reviewing Dragon Slayer today, and I almost went, "Yeah, that's a great idea." And it's like, "Oh, hang on." 
I think the last time I watched that was actually for the podcast, and yeah, sure enough. Episode we, six. We, episode number six we did. <laughs> which really I was not a part story, of, which, so. Yeah. Let's come back oh, to it. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I... You gotta keep going. I'm on. trying to think of other neat things to say about... There's nothing. I'm trying to think of what the, happened the, after the, the fucking lacrosse. The effects thing. are... Well, they kind they, of... They kind at one of point, go, they go... Go on a quest. The, 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 yeah. The, well, we didn't talk about the, the magic guy, the whatever they call the, the, the tribal people that live in the, the desert waste out, outside of the camps. Um, oh, we should mention there's an, there is a character... In the orphanage, who's a bird boy? Weird, yeah, one of those weird yeah. kids with a side braid, steals the orb because he feels like it could probably do magic for him. Discovers his weird tribal folks. Continue. Yeah, he's like this this short, muscly kid. He's got a lot of Glenn Danzig vibes. He plays with birds. He's uh, what actor? Is Dar that? Star. Yeah, his name is Dar Star. <laughs> Adrian Pazdar. Um, yep. Yeah, he. Uh, Which was weird to see Adrian. Because I've seen Adrian other things, but to yeah, see as an him older this young, actor, like yeah, yeah. yeah. This uh, to but be honest, that's the majority he... of this film for me is to see like, ooh, I know you when you're older and in much better content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of perfectly talented people in this movie. It just it's it's a stinker movie. Like not every you know, it's it's yeah. got a decent cast. Like this is a a cast of. You know, young '80s actors that are in a lot of things. Some things that were good, some things that weren't. But like, I yeah, I described this to my partner as like, this is a collection of like all of Hollywood's fucking character actors at this time and just thrown into a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, no one thing. So, but no like, God. But yeah, damn. so yeah. so Darstar, I believe, takes Bodai the orb. We have a name, the named mm-hmm. glowing orb that is magical and um has a will of its own. Yeah, and. uh when it's convenient. runs off, does he runs off with it essentially and um, loses it. It gets retaken by the bad guys who are entire they... town. Yeah, entire town. Yeah, which is the which is the Mad Max esque village of you know Outlanders. I can't remember what the heck they were called. I should be looking at the anyway. It, it's not really important, I'm sure. But um... I will say, Tire Town was probably like the most impressive set. Set, yeah, because most thing. of this movie doesn't have sets. It has flattened out no. areas of the desert th- where it's perfectly okay to roller skate, because uh, miraculously, uh, yeah. those, somehow. Of us, those of us that have been out, you know, out west and even in, in the United States or whatever, like roller skating is not really an option in any of the, like that's that's not a thing that you could just do. So either like, there's a big off pavement point that we're not given where there are like roller skate paths carved all throughout you know futuristic 2041 america that this is our way that we get around or it just doesn't make sense after that so i've given too much headcanon to this movie at this point like that's (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's part of the Uh, ancient ones who once paved these ancient lands for the ancient blades on the feet so essentially, it's a very the slow Heelys. starting movie that seems to be about some kind of like sports thing that it's not about, and then it seems to be about like kind of a prison camp thing that it's not about. Not about. And then, it, then it ends up eventually being about this quest to go and rescue the orb, which gets started about halfway through the film. Like they they actually it's weird get when out you get your MacGuffin skating around through, the desert. Yeah. 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 And. We get introduced to, like, this group of bad guys. One we know from the camp, he's, like, the, the other warden, like, the very, like, Nazi-esque uh, 
what's his name? Is it uh, is it Gabriel? Is that the bad Grock. guy? Grok. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Played Richard, by Richard Jordan. Richard Jordan is Grok. Um, yep. Who I um, only know him from another desert movie, Dune. No oh, right. Yep. Yeah, and another yep. movie where I get to witness this actor die with something exploding in his face. Jesus fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he's been in a number of things introduced he, especially to... in the 80s and 90s. Gettysburg Posse, Hunt for Red October. Raising that um, Titanic. Yeah, he, he was a familiar yeah. face. Oh, that's right. We he was a familiar face to me, but I couldn't place him yeah. like exactly where I knew him from, but um, um you're yeah. talking but yeah, uh I gavel, you're talking about the fucking dickhead bully rollerblader who was the yeah. Nazi-like youth um, yeah, so he's like the protege of Grok. I just got yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then that we get introduced to, yeah. to Sarah Douglas plays uh, Chandre, who is a very underutilized villainess that apparently is of some point of authority. We are given no details about the. the she upper shows up like in the, the final third of the film. Yeah, yeah. and she's she's trying but to get she's the played orb. like someone who was always there. I don't. Uh. Yeah, there is so much in the latter third of this movie that doesn't make any sense, and I think it's because, like, I don't know, the, I, I'm sure it was in the script and they just didn't either film it or they ended up cutting away a lot of the stuff trying to salvage the movie. The movie went through two directors. The screenwriter was originally hired to be the director because they were so impressed with his presentation. Uh, apparently he made a total mess of the movie with his total inability, like, basically... Uh, no knowledge of how to shoot a film and the film was literally the film was coming back unusable like scenes that were too dark to use scenes that were uh, so whoever was the cinematographer originally i don't know if it was peter mcdonald the whole time or not but um he was getting bad bad direction from the director and or it just was not being done well so they bring in alan johnson to finish the thing up and apparently they have to reshoot like three quarters of the movie because it's unusable um, sounds like listening, a if if you can't tell of how messy this review is, mm. that's because of this goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're we we're trying to it. give you a cohesive. We're trying, but it's, man. it's not yeah. there. Like, there's not a cohesive movie here. <laughs> and you can tell, like even worse than the whole Justice League fiasco, that this is a movie that was like, made, not only went back and reshot stuff, but they like didn't shoot large portions of the script because pieces of it don't make sense. Um, there's this really rushed subplot in the latter third of the movie about uh, Tara finding her family. Um, yeah. She's actually from, yeah. it's like, that is, like, super rushed, and it feels like, not that I really wanted to add time to the film, but, like, there's, like, three or four points where I'm like, wow, this is something that probably existed in screenplay form that just is not here in the movie. It just seems like it's supposed to be a plot point that's not there, and I think Chandra as the big bad is one of those points as well. There's supposed uh, to be Sarah like Douglas counter... is totally wasted because I like her as a villainess. I think she was the villainess in the Conan. Uh, she was uh, the, the second Destroyer movie. movie, and I like yep. her a lot in that. And yeah, yep. so uh, anyway, yeah, she's totally wasted here. Not not her fault at all. I mean, it's, well, I mean, it's Sarah Douglas. I mean, she's it's, it's Ursa from Superman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, another yep. You know, so yeah, this, this, this seemed to be kind on, of her thing. Sci-fi or my sorcery. God, on paper, like. I, I remember being in college, and Eric, I think you were there for this too, but... I was there Bruce in college, Campbell, I remember. Yes. You, Bruce Campbell gave a, a lecture one night on campus. Yeah. And, of course, everybody was there being an ass because it's Bruce Campbell. But he he played a little gag with the audience 
where he was like, I'm going to give you, you know, you can all name out one movie I've done that you want your money back for, and we'll talk about it. And in unison, everybody yelled out Congo. <laughs> and do you remember how he discussed that? Uh-huh. He said, let me explain to you how, how I got signed off for that. Like my, And I'm paraphrasing, but his agent called him up and said, there's, there's a movie you should audition for. Uh, he's like, okay, well, let's go. well, David Coop and Michael Crichton are involved with the, you know, original source based on a book by Crichton and being adapted by David Coop. He's like, oh my God, it's like the Jurassic Park thing all over. And he's like, yeah, uh, f- f- um, Stan Winston's going to do the special effects. Oh my God, this is great. Tim Curry's in it. Yes. This-. He starts naming off all of these great things. You're going to sign before you've seen anything else. <laughs> and if somebody probably would have come up to uh, someone like Charles Durning or Richard Jordan back in 1985 and, mm-hmm. and said, hey, here's here's what we have. I mean, you, you look at the list of cast members here, just what we've already been talking about. Almost everybody here has either they had, this was the beginning of their career, like people like Jamie Gertz and Richard Jordan, or not Richard Jordan, uh, Jamie Gertz and Jason Patrick, for example, or Lucas Haas, who had just been starting out or it was like the tail end of their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Frank Converse. Charles so, Durning, too, yeah. And, and Charles Durning. So I, it's... This looks... It sounds good. Just with the cast, and and if you gave somebody, like you said, a sizzle reel, I could see how it, it works. But unfortunately, yep. it's, it's, it's Congo before Congo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if we ever gave more the, the writers... Qualities name in its entirety douglas anthony metrov is the name of the guy who wrote the movie and it was his first first featured so, screenplay that got picked up by somebody and he somehow got this to mel brooks's people like this uh, concept uh, a short form concept for the movie and produced like a, like i said earlier like a slideshow a photo slideshow um that was like 25 minutes or a 12 minute long photo slideshow of of concept of this movie and supposedly that was very good and compelling, and they they signed him based on that slideshow and gave him uh, a contract to direct the movie with no experience. No experience. So I'm not really blaming Douglas Anthony Metrov. Like that's a lot to get dropped in your lap. Like it's almost too much good coming true at once. Like it's yeah. So. This this whole thing is by definition a nothing burger. Like it mm-hmm. kind of looks like it's like oh this. This might be interesting, but it contains nothing of substance. The entire yeah. thing in the middle. The, the ideas nothing. it has are borrowed from random other sci-fi, and, and it, it feels yeah. very generic. It's disjointed. Got some it's is got like some, the theme. It's got some moments that it feels like it could go a direction where it might become interesting. Um, mainly, I think the sports angle could have done better for this movie if they would have played into that. I mean, it made that actually mean something to the plot of the movie. It would have at least Nothing. matched. Like, yeah, yeah, and, uh, the fucking they energy. They don't do anything that. with that. Um, or if like this, them being like a sports It'll... team played into the climax, or how they want, how they, how they rescue the Bodai at the end of the thing. But nothing, nothing really like comes together at all about this movie in any point, any way. Can so. I... The one yeah. thing I usually enjoy about these kind of sci-fi, these like terrible low-budget sci-fis from definitely the 80s, early 90s, sometimes the 70s. This thing wasn't low-budget though. They spent so much money on this. I know, movie. <laughs> but you know when I, I mean by the feel, yeah. Um, yeah. is like million how budget they, and they made one and a half million back. So 
is the interpretation of tech and I think the one that sticks out for me in this movie is like the the God, what are called desert Nazis? I can't remember what they're actually called. The eco, the whatever. E cops, mm-hmm. or the, or are you E-cops, talking about the yeah, yeah, the bad guys, right? Yeah, they're yeah, the E-cops. fascists, the fucking and they call fascists, the, the e pigs, because they're like yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm gonna say. They're fucking like they drive this truck thing, like this, and it's just shaped like a boar. It's a dune like, buggy I kept with a cover looking... on it, but yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. looking at it I'm like this has like a weird boar like shape to it. Like, uh, yeah. this is the most interesting thing. Uh, it, well, well, there's two vehicles. There's the one I think you're referring to that I think is more like the dune buggy that has, like, the chomper up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's the tra- the, the unit transport the big, okay, that yeah, looks the like big, a fucking boar. Right. Uh, like, it even has a snout. So when they're calling them, like, the pigs and shit, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it fucking fits. But my favorite part of that particular fucking vehicle, and this is where I get at, is like they make something they're like well we have to make something that show it's it's from the future and entirely new but more often or not it's something that makes no practical fucking sense at all and in this case the boar police transport to get out of it is a weird little gate like revolving door elevator thing that is like Mm. that literally takes like the main villain character like two minutes to get out of the fucking thing imagine you're in the same point of fucking space (laughs) and it takes you two minutes to exit the vehicle because you have to wait for it to just lower and then rotate and it's a great Mm. so people can see you if this is a military vehicle (laughs) they will shoot you and kill you (laughs) it's a good it's a good um if there was a razzy entire entire movie like the way that I don't yeah. know. The, there's we, no if, logic if, in anything here. It's just like, if we had, hey, you know, it was a good idea junkie. in this other movie. We'll borrow that and put that in this part, and then I don't know. I don't if know. we had something like the Razzies, and we gave something kind of like the the, the junkie awards, um, yeah. <laughs> I would give this a junkie reward for just like worst sci-fi concept of a fucking film of this year of reviews. Uh, yeah, so except far, not, I, feel like I don't think they came contender. up with a sci-fi concept in this movie that wasn't just straight borrowed from something else. Dog shit. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. reminded me of a, a more recent film, but one that we reviewed about a year, year and a half ago, which was uh, The Postman with Kevin Cosner. Oh, oh I intentionally another post-apocalyptic movie that about every twenty minutes you get the impression, oh, this is. This is now it's it's going in the direction that it's going. Nope, it's still wandering aimlessly around, looking for a plot to settle on. And mm-hmm. this this did it twenty years earlier. And it decides to do so it in the last right. twenty minutes, where all the exposition is given of what it's really about. Yeah, and in, in and, still, and by that point in this, I really didn't care, <laughs> you know? right? Like about any of these characters. About you're looking at like the timestamp, just wondering how much is left. You're doing by the, the time math. they by the time. Bodai gets grabbed and taken away from the orphanage camp and the the actual plot of the movie kicks forward I'm like I've already tuned out essentially and I feel like like that's probably what everybody where everybody's at because it's it's almost halfway through the runtime of this movie yeah by that point can we so. we, we we pass them briefly but we should go back to the fucking tribe mm-hmm. um that I realize there's two different types the first one with the fucking side braids they just look mm-hmm. like a collection of people like who were the still dark, at burning 
Burning Man when the fucking apocalypse happened, yeah. and they just stayed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Dar-stars it. people, It's like the right? dirtiest that... white people pretending to be native. Yeah. I did air quotes for those who are listening. It's yeah. it's kind of just like, hmm, this is weird. Those are, that's Darstar's tribe, right? Like, he comes back, he's, yeah. he's accepted yeah. in for about two seconds, and then... They all the have, E-cops like, an affinity for birds or some shit. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, this seems like an interesting thing that's like, oh, and they're dead. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, somebody quick. read the Stephen King quick. book, The Gunslinger, and borrowed a couple of things from there, too, so... But. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a torture scene with one of them. Like, they're getting tortured by the, the fucking fascists and like oh yeah a machine that projects like their greatest fucking like agony or fear and for him i guess apparently it's being smothered in ants which they legitly cover that fucking actor in ants to do um yeah that was i i was trying to figure out what the hell was going on there yeah that was a weird right because they don't mention that there's a machine you just see a random man covered in ant a half naked man covered in ants yeah and then they turn it off and the ants all disappear yeah, and then you're like, oh, it's a there's, machine. There's a couple <laughs> things here and there that are interesting in this movie, but they don't have the right amount of context yeah. to be narratively interesting. Like, like visually it's interesting, or concept-wise it's interesting. You're like, oh, okay, that, you know. But, yeah, it's not it's not really given the, the right place in this movie. Right. Or it's right, not given like, the right amount of time or exposition or, like, whatever. But Or, like, any real attention, like, beyond... Like, this, the concept, yeah. Like, like the fucking tire town. Like, when you enter yeah. it, you have, like, these giant columns of, pit, like, made of cars. It kind of looks like car Stonehenge, in a, in a way. I'm like, this is kind of yeah, cool. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's probably dumb. the most Mad Max moment we get out of this. It's, like, right out of one of those movies. Yeah. Like, and um, there's the scene with the fucking, like, Nazi youth dude getting, uh, like, it's right after the torture, and he feels uncomfortable. And you think you might get a human moment out of this fucking, like, complete, like, sexual assault and douchebag of a fucking character. Yeah. Um, and, like, his uh, superior, uh, douchebag McGee, uh, fucking desert Hitler, takes his arm randomly and just sticks it in the machine. And you see it, like, they do the special effects where it fucking, like, corrodes and shit yeah, and like, shows like the yeah. fucking muscles tears and through shit. his arm essentially yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then he pulls it out and you're like oh yeah that's will, it and you think that maybe there's gonna be a betrayal more, but nothing <laughs> as we talk about this more i do realize one thing and that is there is an awful lot of shit shoved into 94 minutes of this movie none of it really oh. makes sense or goes yeah. together in any way but yeah there is there at least you're not i guess you won't be well that's not true though because i was gonna say you won't be bored but it is kind of oh, it's very boring. You're very boring. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> boring. I mean, there's a, a no lot doubt. of a, a lot of nothing that happens, and then when yeah. something does happen, it's also not very. There are exciting. things that like one hundred percent don't make sense that happen in this movie. Like yeah. if you start to think about like where did this come from, it's just not. There's nothing in the script that makes places this stuff. Other no, than well, it's a it, reference it, to I, other sci-fi stuff that superior sci-fi. And I have to wonder how much was filmed in these scenes that they couldn't use the footage for. Yeah. Um, and how much was then later edited out, as we've seen with films that, you know, you, you mentioned Justice League, and of course we've talked about that saga numerous times on yeah. the show. But that's another good example of, wow, if you, if you cut this differently, change some music, 
add a few scenes. I mean, in fact, I just rewatched um, the director's cut of Batman versus Superman with my son the other day too. He wanted, mm. he actually wanted to watch it, hmm. and you know, director's cut, undeniably a better film. Not perfect, still has a lot of problems, but a better, it's... more coherent film. Yeah, yeah, narratively, and so we've seen that. Why is it always Zack Snyder? But in this case, um, <laughs> you know, when you when you consider how much footage was lost, what was shot that they didn't end up using. I mean, and, and you, you guys could probably speak to this more than me, but at some point when you're putting a film together, you've got to go, or putting any kind of art together. You know, you have to say, well, this is what, this is the story I want to tell with this piece. And here's how I want to tell it. But if you're doing it for a studio, there's other people telling you how to do it, right? Or you're within their guidelines. So how can I still tell the story I want to tell while also accommodating them? Yeah. And this is definitely a misfire. Yeah. Because yeah. the story didn't work with what they ended up putting together. This well, honestly according... feels like nobody had direction. Not even the studio. Yeah, I <laughs> yes. agree. Yeah. Well, according yeah. to what Brooks's story is, like this, he, get, he they greenlit this thing for $5 million, uh, shot for six weeks or something like that, and uh, came back with what they had done, still budgeted an additional $20 million, uh, to finish the film, still didn't finish it. Mel Brooks kicked in a one point five million dollars of his own money to try and get the thing finished. When, this is what he hired. He fired the other guy, hired Alan Brooks to finish it up. Still was unhappy with. He, he was pretty much sure at that point they were just going to lose on this. This is going to have thirty million dollars in the hole. This was going to tank Brooks Films, um, and he was able to cut together from the footage that they had, and this was through true directors, so they're at a finished point here, was able to cut together a 10-minute trailer that he went, he drug around to uh, all the studios and tried to get a distributor for it, and finally MGM bought, agreed to distribute the film. And at that point, then they went back and put special effects in and finished it. So I have a feeling they were just, like, literally playing collage with this thing after they had a distributor. Like, they were just like, okay... <laughs> try to make something of this that has a beginning, middle, and end, and let's just get it out there and see what we can salvage. So, I think it was, yeah, it was it was probably from a producer's standpoint, like, this is early on in his, you know, being a producer, like, it was probably a learning situation here, and he actually came out on top because he didn't lose $30 million. He ended up making, you know, $1.5 million or it, something like, meager, but yeah, like, Years later, from what I saw, it was just like no. it finally made its money back, but like in home sales. And I'm just thinking, yeah. how? Yeah. Who's who's but how many grandmothers are buying D this for their fucking luck. kids, not knowing what the <laughs> fuck it is? Yeah. Dumb luck, because it looked mm -hmm. like you know an '80s sci-fi movie that the kind of stuff everyone was into at the time. I'm sure everyone that saw it was disappointed, but it certainly looks like an appealing movie. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, you know, this was this was the kind of old era of MGM, right? Mm -hmm. um, they don't... I mean, the MGM has gone through a lot of changes since 1986. I mean, shit, look, they went through a lot of changes even before that, of course, but um, was it just a year ago they were bought out by Amazon? Yeah. So, they're... This, this is just a totally different era um, that I think the, the early signs of some struggling were, were apparent here. Yeah. Um, again, with, you know, it kind of feels like what Warner Brothers is now. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the meddling and yeah, let's do this. We don't really know what we're doing, but that, we're gonna 
put the a film together. Warner it's not Warner's anymore. It's Warner's can't. Discovery, Exxon Mobil, um, <laughs> McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's Plus. Yeah. That Bardroom <laughs> can't seem to make a good decision to save their life. So, it's, uh, yeah. No. Can I say just so, weird, pointless <laughs> robot at the end of the movie? Yes, the weird, pointless robot that enjoys... <laughs> it's a program to enjoy the pain it inflicts. There's no demonstration of that, thankfully. <laughs> it is but, later, kind of. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> to the villain. I mean, I, it, yeah, but there's not a lot there, of, like, you know... There is so much stuff in this movie that's introduced without any precedent anywhere earlier in the movie for it. Like, they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, then this thing that's that you see... You see this in sci-fi movies and you like it? Here's more of it. In our movie. I literally turned to my partner and went, when did the robot come into play? And why is it yeah. here? There's all of a sudden a robot, a torture robot. Yeah. Because I've been that... watching this. When did it happen? Did I black out? There, there's all of a sudden a robot, and they make a point to say that it in, it's been programmed to enjoy what it does. Which I'm just grateful we don't see it drilling into that orb and all of a sudden just going, mm. <laughs> you know, I would have like killed it for me, <laughs> even more so. The drill is yeah. becoming more phallic than I realized. Yeah. Um, um, but first, they yeah. did like this weird grav. They had this one weird device. It's like three fucking like neon, or, sorry, uh, fluorescent tube lamps, and um, or bulbs. I mean, uh, lined up in a row, and it's like, oh yeah, this thing can reproduce Earth's gravity perfectly. Let's throw the ball underneath it, and I guess it like makes it kind of like change it looks damaged as fuck but i'm just eric again i was said i was gonna bring it back and here it is why during this whole fucking torture scene did this thing not go all right i'm just gonna disintegrate again yeah yeah the fuck yeah dude? since it can Protect do that yourself. at will like <laughs> it has a will of its own it's like oh it can actually manipulate those who are around it oh, it can literally manipulate the atmosphere and create rain in places but it can't release and, itself from know, it's... yeah and those fucking when the fucking roller baby oh my god watching people on roller, roller, roller babies, babies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, it. sorry that's more accurate isn't it I, that was totally a slip uh, the solar roller babies, when they fucking come down here, like, they're, like, going on grates and shit. And all I can think is, like, that had to be fun to shoot. Like, yeah. Roller, like, uh-huh. rollerblading. Or not, not rollerblading. Like, the blading, actors and or their stud doubles had bad days those days of... Oh, you were fucking face planting like a motherfucker. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, like, they're, they're fucking up that whole lab. And you fly, you fucking slightly touch one of those fucking computer monitors, it fucking blew the fuck up. Oh, yeah. It was like... Every, sneeze at it, and it sets off a chain reaction. It's like, it was everything Look at fucking, it the wrong way. Boom. <laughs> it's so, like... <laughs> you just, like, coated it all in, like, nitroglycerin or some shit. <laughs> like, and so it's like, yeah, make a fucking thunderstorm. Short out some motherfuckers. You got this giant fucking robot just trying to drill this fucking rock, which didn't matter, because once that stopped, it's like, all right, and it healed itself and floated on away i'm like okay so pointless uh and then bad guy gets fucking manhandled by the fucking robot uh mm-hmm. he's just he's just being grabbed by it and it screams and he's screaming he's screaming and his fucking nazi youth fucking uh boy toy fucking shoots the robot in the face blows it up which i guess killed the dude because he comes down with an exploded like with his face fucking his nose peeled off or some shit and all mm-hmm. i can think is like huh i think you did that I don't think the robot did that. 
<laughs> I think you did that. I think you fucked up your own career. I actually have no idea what happened, and that's. <laughs> I that, I described it frame by frame. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So they they eventually the whole climax of this movie. I have no idea what happened. It like rushes. Rushes from the whole Terra's Earth Eco family thing into the climax. Whose dad, of the by the way, is a little grabby for a dad. Yeah, he's yeah, kind of like, like I, this I, is a cult. I'm, I'm a father. <laughs> yeah, this is a cult, yeah. and you're his twenty second wife. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, sorry. The uh, the no, the, just the as it kind of closes out. Then you know they blow up the facility, which is a dam, and apparently, which is a dam. So all of a sudden, there's water now, and then. Orb sparks a thunderstorm. Don't, don't ask why, because they're not going to explain any of that. So, but I, I love it because who I kept the this. water the, from the, everybody? How is there so the much wi- of it right there? I don't know. The Wikipedia article <laughs> describes it, and it's accurate. Ultimately, in the closing credits, the orphans are seen swimming together in the newly restored ocean. Wait a minute! <laughs> how much shit we, was in we, this dam? We, we, yeah, how much was in a dam? And how big was this rainstorm that this fucking orb started? Where you've now restored <laughs> the, the ocean. ocean. Yeah. Do you know how big the ocean <laughs> is? All, oh, just, all of them collectively. Somebody dammed the ocean. I mean, come on. They dammed just, the ocean. Yeah. Dear God. Uh, so, You're saying this movie yeah. doesn't make sense. Not a drop. <laughs> Not a drop. <laughs> this is beyond, like... This, this makes things that are in- intentionally, narratively non-cohesive seem like they make sense i don't know like oh I, was my gonna, God. I was gonna say this makes a D- david lynch film seem linear and and <laughs> sensical but like, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> oh God. yeah i think we're done are we done yeah. well i i think so oh and the I, orb I, went we... into space but apparently left them all with cosmic radiation so there's that and now they're in the newly restored ocean yep yeah like, now you die in a Then they have the like weird like, 80s silhouette pop song splashing in the ocean thing at the end, so. Yeah. I, oh, at the end it's... of this, after that thing went up in the fucking sky and shit and left them with whatever, I turned to my partner and goes, like, it's actually a probe. It's going back saying, yeah, now we can invade the planet. Yeah, <laughs> they're, we... they're, their best friend <laughs> orb. It's like, yeah, I, infect, I, I just infected some youths. We can come back in about like two years. We got this. They, There's they water the again. Water. That's how we propagate. There's water again. <laughs> yeah. Kids, it oh, gets yeah. dark quick. That would have been way fo- fucking more interesting. There's what, so many ways this could have been more interesting than it was, but it decided oh, not to be. So. Oh. That's true. Sure this do. was a bold, creative oh. decision not to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more interesting with everything that you got. And you somehow still made a boring-ass film. Yeah. Well, I guess on that, though, uh, moving into uh, final thoughts and grades. Ryan, let's start with you. What are your final thoughts and grades on Muppet Babies? This movie can suck my balls. (laughs) (laughs) My magic glowing orbs, if you will. Uh, I can't say. Here's the thing that sucks about this movie. It's not enough of it for me to even hate it. I can't even hate it because it's like, it's just like, it gives me nothing. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh God. It's like, and like, we always say this on the show. Like, I think it's just a universal known. Like if you're just the greatest crime is just to be a boring fucking film. You can't even mm-hmm. be bad enough to be bad. 
and entertaining enough. It's just, it's cringy. It's just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a fucking mess. And none of it's interesting. None of it's funny. The mess isn't even funny. We're we're mm. doing the best that we can. <laughs> even in this fucking review. Yeah. But like, oh god. I said it was a nothing burger. This is a nothing meatball sub. Because it goes on. It goes on longer <laughs> than... It's like, god, this is like a two and a half hour film. Look at it and like, oh, it's an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> Every time yeah. a Tubi commercial came on, I'm like, oh, I can breathe. <laughs> Finally, something of substance. <laughs> a fucking commercial, an ad on Tubi. Yay, Tide like, Pods, I, or whatever. Yeah, like. If people are fucking complaining about fucking Quantum Mania, which that movie was, I think, almost three hours long. Like, it was like two and a half something hours movie. That movie went by seamlessly for me, and I enjoyed it. And meanwhile, fucking Solar Babies, half the fucking <laughs> length, twice the fucking torment of boredom. I was like, fucking, here's the thing. <laughs> How fucking conceited... Like, the Marvel criticizers. Not just Marvel, but I mean any kind of comic book criticisms out there. It's like, do you not remember Solar Babies? Do you not remember what was cinema beforehand? You have it lucky, you weird... And I look at the people complaining, old fucks? Wait, you should remember this. I'm confused. But anyways, uh, I guess I'm supposed to give it a great... Ah, fuck this movie. <laughs> like, fuck it, it's too boring. It doesn't deserve a D. God. Yeah... I'm going to kind of echo a lot of yeah. yeah those sentiments, except that I think giving it an F draws too much attention to it, like because we've rarely ever done that, and I feel like we honestly have watched things that are worse than this movie, but this movie is just nonsense. Like It, it, makes, it, it is the literal like, interpretation of the movie. word. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. The, the word nonsense is this movie like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever there is its plot is uncohesive it's just kind of like these weird borrowed set pieces one after the other from superior sci-fi films with yeah. a perfectly serviceable cast of of actors like the, like i think pe there are talented people involved in this there are talented people producing this there are talented people all over which just goes to show you in Hollywood it, it can happen. Like sometimes the perfect yeah. storm of you know shit happens that you know just you can't you the can't thunder salvage shit, right? you can't salvage it at the end of the day. And I think that's what this looks like is the attempt to salvage. We make the Justice League comparison, and there's probably some other ones that deserve to be in there too. We pick on that film because I think we're you know at heart yeah. giant comic I think almost, nerds. But like I almost um, feel like the Australian bounty hunters in this movie said it best, I stink, therefore I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about those guys. I actually kinda like those guys. The, those guys were a high point in this movie for me. So we forgot entirely like, about them though. Yeah, and the whole fucking there's review. So much. And that's telling. There's so much the but yet so yeah. little that happens in this like it just doesn't I don't know. It's a big mess of a movie that I can't possibly give a good grade. However, I agree with the way you started your review, Ryan, and that it's it's also not so offensively bad that it's unwatchable. Uh, it just it commits the what I think is the greatest sin, and, and you said this about you know this kind of cinema, and that's that it's just totally unmemorable and unremarkable in any way. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a D, a solid D. It does manage to be borderline watchable in a nostalgic way, but it it if you want anything more than that out of it, it's not it. You're not gonna get it because this is a there's a Smokey Robinson song in it that is also not good, but 
for some reason they got like a legendary artist to do a theme song for this thing and then even so even being a a great artist like Smokey robinson is it's 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 also not memorable so anyway (laughs) what about you joe um oh god what do i think of sugar babies um (laughs) because you know ultimately those caramel things with the crunchy outside those are pretty good those are fucking great this movie was boring as shit and i agree that is like the ultimate cardinal sin especially of like a genre film like a science fiction film there are so many shit movies that have been made in the history of cinema. And, and we've reviewed them. Uh, we've reviewed them, <laughs> yeah. you know, a fair number of them. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what, 240? And they haven't all been shit, of course, but, you know, we're, we're probably bowling about half here. Um, <laughs> I Most of the time, you can find something endearing about a shit movie, because if you're making a movie and you don't know what you're doing and your cast can't act, but everybody is so passionate on being there and just giving it their all, that is infectious, and and the audience can pick up on that. This doesn't have any of that. Mm -mm. The effects aren't impressive. The story wanders around. Uh, it's cliche. If the things that like, oh, but didn't that isn't that a heartwarming thing? This cute orb, it's got some personality. Yeah, but I've seen that with ET already. This is a floating goddamn ball of light. I don't give a shit. Um, the and they tell you that it has a character. It doesn't actually show that it has a. It character. It doesn't show anything. Yeah. This this movie is all telling the the fact that it was sold to a studio on images of other people reenacting descriptions of the of the story is so appropriate for the movie they ended up making because they don't they don't show you anything it's all just here's an image and we're going to tell you what's going on now here's an image and we're going to tell you what's going on that's the entire movie um and how that was sold to fucking people is beyond me i don't get it um mel brooks is a genius he got this thing distributed made money on it so there you go eventually 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 (laughs) which he even calls a miracle because it took like 20 years for it to actually break even he did not Um, come out of this unscathed they're scars no he lost (laughs) he he did lose money on it but you know and you brought up the music too like yeah they they got this great artist to do it but i remember when the the first avengers movie came out right before it came out they they released like here's the the song that chris cornell and audio slay i think it was audio slay but it was chris mm-hmm. cornell was involved and i remember listening to it and my wife asking me what do you think of the song and i was like i hope they don't lose because it fucking sounds like they do <laughs> like the song sucks um same kind of thing here and yeah. and while i i I know we don't use F very often because, like you said, that's really reserved. But this is a an 80s, goofy science fiction movie with a big cast. It should have been so bad that it at least is fun. And it's not even fucking fun. Mm-hmm. It's boring. My eight-year-old was like, is this over yet? <laughs> that's pretty telling considering he wasn't even paying attention to it <laughs> um yeah. so i'm actually gonna agree with ryan on this one and i think this one deserves an f it's not an offensive movie it's just it avoid in, this in, it's it, i would i don't think it's worth your time yeah yeah it wasn't worth mine um, yeah, i agree maybe i should have I been a little harder on it well <laughs> no no i mean whatever but i i 
I I would call this one an F. It's a boring movie, and it this shouldn't is be. It's got a great not worth cast. the it's to be ad time that you have to sit through. <laughs> no, I've. It's rare I watch a movie on Tubi and wait for the ads. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's like and better this content. Is one of them, so. Oh my god. So uh, that is. Those are our thoughts on the 1986 science fiction film Solar Babies. We would love to hear any of our listeners' thoughts on this one, which we didn't mention at the very beginning, by the way. This was a first time viewing for me, and I'm pretty sure it was for all of us. Yes. Yep. Um, yes. I, I'm pretty I, sure I, someone I would have steered we, us away we, from it. Every, yeah, we everyone, totally forgot. Everyone that watches Solar the Babies the has a first Sorry. time and an only time. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't think it would have gone far if any of us had seen this before like yeah no um i as far as a personal thing i remember seeing the box at mm-hmm. the video store but i never wanted to pick it up and no one ever said you should and i see why yeah, and in this case um, you won on that whole thing so yeah, yeah totally um but we would love to know what any of our listeners think of solar babies and you can uh, share any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms with the Video Junk Your Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. Do we still use that? And we also uh, can be reached on Instagram and Facebook, which are kind of the same thing anyway, uh, on our main Video Junk Your Podcast pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you, hopefully. I enjoyed the more cynical version of that that you did tonight. That was good. (laughs) Blame the solar babies, man. Uh, Also, we have a Patreon page. If you guys uh, like the podcast and uh, would like to uh, donate a very small amount of money, that would be $1 to the uh, Junkyard Podcast. Help us keep the lights on here and keep making more of these podcasts. Um we have the $1 club over at patreon.com slash video junkyard podcast. And that will get you the uh, ability to vote on what we watch on the, uh, the show here. And also some exclusive content many times per year. And um, yeah, I hope you'll come over and join the family over there at the, at the Patreon. And um, what I haven't done in a few weeks is thank our current patrons, uh, Scott Stewart, and Tony Rodriguez. Thank you for hanging on with us there. And hopefully and uh, there will be more of the, the family for us to days. for us to list every week here coming uh, very soon. Uh, hope whether you're donating or not, we hope you will come back and join us for more great reviews. Um, we next week we'll be watching another '80s '80s movie that is a little bit more of a classic. I know because I've seen it before. It's uh, Teen Wolf next week, followed by the Shaquille O'Neal vehicle Kazam. Um, so, which is a uh, who did we'll, that we'll one? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into the whole thing about that movie and and people's collective memory and uh, the whole Mandela effect wrapped kind of around that. Yeah, Sinbad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also got to watch the uh, Jim Wynorski film Attack of the Fifty Foot Cam Girl because I'm gonna make everybody watch that. So uh, we'll uh, yeah, and, and more stuff to come. We got We got to get the schedule flushed. I feel like we're always running into that. Like, gotta get the schedule flushed out, but. Yeah, so got to add some more things there, but I mean, we're lots doing of good stuff in Solar Babies so. fucking production, yeah. so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and on both of those notes, something that's got to be better than Solar Babies and Jim Ronowski just announced tonight that he has a new movie coming out soon on Full Moon. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I take a look at that. that. Cam Girl was the first Full Moon one that he did for the streaming service. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, excited, yeah, excited to we'll, see that. Uh, and, uh, all the other ones. So, Murderbot. I or is it Murderbot? Is that the Mur- name of the? Yep, yeah, Murderbot. Yeah, new one coming out. So, so we'll uh, be be sure to be bringing you those fun picks as well. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening to the Video Junkier podcast. And we'll please share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. I'm Ryan Stiskel saying, this movie stinks. Therefore, I am.
You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>